0: Well, good morning, Foundation Church. Good to see you. Uh, If this is your first time here, let me welcome you. My name is Justin Graves, and I have the privilege of getting to be the lead pastor here at Foundation Church. And you just saw a video over a ministry that we have that is active and we are excited about here at Foundation Church called Project Hunger. And what Project Hunger is, is that if you are, man, you just are hitting a rough time And we have, uh, you just are at a place where you need food. Um, You just need food. We want to be able to help you. If you know somebody that needs food, we want to help them and be a church that is there in a time of need. And so we've got these boxes that have food in them and that we'll sign you up to receive a box every other week and uh, to try to help supplement your food and meet a need for a a period of time. But if you wanna get involved in actually taking food um, to the surrounding area, we've got a lot of needs in the surrounding area right here by our church. And what I love about Foundation Church is we're not just reaching the ends of the earth. We're not gonna just be a missions church that's doing stuff in Africa and all these different places. But we're also going to reach our front door, our front yard, and uh, if you would like to get involved in this ministry in taking food to somebody who's at need and just making a, a relationship with them, because we've seen so many people start coming to church out of this ministry, they get baptized, they get saved. It's amazing what's happening. But if you would like to get signed up with that, head to our Connect Center right after service. My left, your right, bright green room, and we will get you signed up because we would love to have you get involved. I think we should be involved in being saved people that serve people even out of these doors. And it's just an awesome, awesome ministry that we have. Second thing is this, is that um, if you have a teenager here um, that would be interested in going to youth camp, we have one spot left. And I'm a huge advocate of camp. My life was changed um, drastically because of youth camp and being in that environment man I got called to the ministry I got saved all at youth camp and so if you have a teenager here that they would be interested in going to Panama City Beach duh um camp um man see Michael Ballard our youth minister our our students director after service he'll be in the lobby um he's the bald guy that looks like Lex Luthor right now so um Shaved his head. It looks good, though. I like it. Um, Last thing is this. Before we get into the message, next week we start a series called Redneck. And um, I got to tell you, this is going to be just a fun fun series. We're gonna have Mountain Dew. We're gonna have Sweet Tea. We're gonna have Toilet Bowl Horseshoes. There's gonna be a lot of surprises we're not gonna tell you about, um, but this is a great series for you to invite your friends, your coworkers, your family to come. Now, I know next week is Father's Day weekend. Dads, don't take it off get yourself to church. We'll have food. We'll have Mountain Dew. Come on. Um, and there would just be a lot of fun things. We will have a place where pictures aren't allowed um, just for the men. Um, a non- photo booth section where you don't have to take a picture. It's like sanctuary from pictures. Um, So, uh, But we are just excited about this series. And so get out and invite people to come with you. Um, What I've loved about our church is we've had a great 2017. We're growing. People are inviting other people. So go out. Be found people that find people. We've got these invite cards in the bathrooms, in the lobby. Grab them. Man, invite your coworkers, your family to be with us as we start this series next week. Um, Today we are ending a series called The Spirit-Led Life. Last week we talked about the spiritual gifts and um, all that kinda comes with that. And a lot of us, just the wrong assumptions we've had about spiritual, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And if you've ever had questions about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, their function, their role in your life, I would challenge you, go back and watch last week's service or or download the podcast and listen to that. But I really think it will help you in your understanding about that. We're actually gonna be talking about it again in the FC Midweek this week that I think, man, people just have a lot of questions, so make sure you tune in on Wednesdays on our YouTube channel to our FC Midweek. But today we are ending our series, and today I want to talk to you about the old man and the switch. The old man and the switch, it's not a joke, Um, it sounds like the beginning of a joke, but hopefully it makes sense as we conclude our spirit-led life. There's a speech by Dr. Halverson called The Old Man's Speech, and it says this, You're going to meet an old man someday down the road. 10, 30, 50 years from now, waiting there for you. And that old man will be you. He'll be the composite of everything you do, say and think today and tomorrow. His heart will be turning out what you've been putting into it. Every little thought, every deed goes into this old man. And every day, in every way, you're becoming more and more like yourself. Amazing but true, you're beginning to look more like yourself, think more like yourself, and talk more like yourself. You're becoming yourself more and more. And that's a scary thought for a lot of us, right? Um, Let's just be honest. Because most of us in this place, we want this amazing life that is lived with significance. And I got to tell you, your significance comes from your everyday life. The way you live, the way you think, the actions you take are the just the... the It's what makes up your life as a total. And if you want these amazing things, if you want this amazing life, then what are you doing today to make your life lived out in a way that it's the way you want it to be lived out? And more importantly than that, it's the way God has called you to live it out. Because the truth is this, for every single one of us, this is a simple truth. Your life, my life, is going to produce something. We're going to produce something with our life. And the question is, what is that something? What is that something? Because the reality is, for a lot of us, we have no idea what that something is. Right? We're just living life. We're just going through the motions. We're just trying to survive life. But there's got to be a better way of living this life out. Um, We're in a culture right now that's all about keeping up with the Joneses. All about keeping up with what our friends are doing, what our neighbors are doing, what the people we hang out with are doing. And so if our our couple friends are behaving like this, well, then we must have to behave like that. If if men are starting to wear rompers, then we must need to wear rompers. Don't you wear rompers to Foundations Church. I will put some pants on your butt. Men, don't do it. You will be ridiculed. I'm just telling you. It's a place where everybody can belong. You can belong, but I'm going to make fun of you. Um, but we are. If, if our if kids are involved in that, well, maybe we should get invo- our kids involved in that because they're kids, we don't want our kids to miss out on stuff. And if people conduct themselves, you know, just in a certain way on the weekends, well, then maybe we should conduct ourselves that way during the week. If my friends are doing this, well, then I must need to do this. And And we start trying to keep up and do things, and it's keeping up, and it's this madness that's in our life. And we want our lives to look like everyone else's but produce something different. Can I tell you that's not how it works. (laughs) You can't you can't act and behave like everything everyone else and expect to produce something else. That's not that's not the way life works. And I gotta tell you, when I look at our culture as a whole, I don't want my marriage to produce what everybody else's marriage is. Man, when I look at our culture as a whole, I don't want my kid's life to look like everybody else's kid's life. I want there to be something different, something significant. As I look at how men are living their life as a whole and women are living their life as a... Man, I don't want my life to produce what everybody else's life is producing. I want there to be something different. I want there to be something... Significant. And we come into this place, and man, how do we do that? Well, today I want to talk to you about the fruit of the Spirit. And this is a whole series combined into one message that's like drinking from a fire hydrant this morning. Um, You're going to be like, whoa, Um, it's just a lot to get into one message. But the fruit of the Spirit is recorded in Galatians chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 16 through 25, and it says this, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The way to not just behave the way you want to behave is to allow the Holy Spirit to lead your life, the Spirit-led life. Let the Holy Spirit lead your life. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you're not free to carry out your good intentions. Man, we all have good intentions, right? I mean, most of us in this place, we did not have bad intentions when we entered our marriage, when we had kids, when we made the choice. There was good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, when I did, when I live life based on how I feel, what looks good, the results are very clear: sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties. And other sins like these, let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, and this is out of the Amplified Version because I absolutely love the way it reads. But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of his presence within us, is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, joy, inner peace let me give all the moms of toddlers a little let me read this again inner peace (laughs) when your kids are running around acting like crazy people your house may not sound peaceful but you can still have inner peace patience I hate this one And this is why I read it in the Amplified because just this part gets me every time. Patience, not the ability to wait, because I can wait, but I have a bad attitude while I'm waiting no matter what it's for, right? But how we act while waiting. Ah, why is that a fruit of the Spirit, God? You know, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. What? What? Self control? What? Ah, a, that's a fruit of the Spirit? What? Yeah. It says this against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature. To the cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Follow the Spirit's leading, not in some, not in the visible, but in every part of our lives. When we read this this text, there is something that I call the fruit of me and the fruit of the Spirit. Right, We we know the fruit of the Spirit, but a lot of us, we're not real familiar with the fruit of me. And the fruit of me is when I take control of leading my life based on how I feel instead of what the Bible directs. The fruit of me is what happens when I follow my feelings instead of the truth of God's Word. The fruit of me is when I start living my life based on culture instead of the, the leading of the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead me. Let me go through the fruit of me out of the message translation because sometimes I think we read idolatry and we read sorcery and we read envy and we're like, "Eh, okay, it didn't sound that bad. You know, like Harry Potter. Okay, I won't be Harry Potter. Let's, 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 Let's unpack this, okay? Galatians 5, 19 through 21 out of the message. This is a list of the fruit of me. It says this. It's obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all of the time. Repetitive loveless cheap sex a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness trinket gods magic show religion paranoid loneliness cutthroat competition all-consuming yet never satisfied wants is this not our culture right now this is us man A a brutal temper, an impotence to love or to be loved, divided homes and divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits. I'm just like, man, this is us. This is the fruit of us the vicious habits of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions, ugly parodies of community. I could go on. This isn't the first time I have warned you. You know if you use your freedom this way, you will not inherit God's kingdom. This is the fruit of me. This is what happens when I lead life my way. And just like we were talking Most of us in this place, we want our life to be lived out that it makes a difference, that there's significance to it. And the only way we do that is we allow the Spirit to lead our lives because the fruit of me is no good, right? None of us want the fruit of me. We read this list and we're like, the fruit of me, uh uh-uh, no, no, no. So, so, if we're going to live this Spirit-led life out, we have to understand this truth is that we should be fruitful at all times and in every part of our life. When it comes to being a Spirit-led Christian and bearing the fruit of the Spirit, we should be fruitful at all times and in every part of our life. Let's go back to our text in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's a fruit of the Spirit. Casey and I were talking this week about this sermon, I told her where I was going. I'm like, I've got all this to fit in, and I just don't. And she's like, You know what? I think a lot of people just, man, they're looking when they get home and they just turn on, they, ha- they just want to turn it off. Like, if you're a businessman, you don't want to be Justin the businessman at home. You just want to be Justin when you walk home. If you are a doctor, you don't want to be Dr. Justin, although that has a good sound to it. Um, <laughs> Dr. Justin, woo! DJ, what's up? Um, I don't want to. I don't want to be Doctor Justin when I when I walk home when I when I walk home when I go home. Um, I don't walk in and when my kids say Dad, I'm not like it's Pastor Dad. You know, it's not. No, we we won't walk in and what, whether it's a construction worker, whether it's being a teacher, what, whatever it is, we want to have this off switch. And, and what has happened? Is that when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruits, but it's one fruit containing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, faithfulness, all the, all those things. It's not like you get to pick. Oh, I have some love and some joy and some peace, but you can keep that self-control and you can keep that patience. God's just a, no. This is this is one fruit, many characteristics of that fruit. And the fruit of the spirit, we want to have an on-off switch when it comes to bearing the fruit of the spirit, right? I just want to—I want to go home and I'm done. I'm off. You know, kids, stop being idiots. Shut up. I, don't tell me to be patient. My switch is off. You know, you—you you go home and it's like. Gifts of the Spirit, nah, no gifts of the Spirit at the house. <laughs> I'm not going to be patient with my spouse, but, but here's the deal. Your home, is it a place where there's love, where there's joy, where there's peace, mom and dad? Can I tell you, mom and dad, you, what you want, the significance of your home, your kids to come back when they're grown and bring their kids? if there's not love and joy and peace and kindness and patience, all that significance, because you decided to switch it off, they're not going to come back home. They're not going to come back to dysfunction. They can find the, the fruit of me all out there by themselves. If you want a home that's full of love, joy, and peace, you can't turn it off. Because here's the deal. The fruit of the Spirit isn't something we do like our job. It's something we are. Right? It's it's who we are. It's it's man, I am love. I am joy because it's the fruit that God is producing in me and through me. And your home, your kids, your spouse, your people, your parents deserve to experience love and joy and peace and kindness, and goodness, and patience, and self-control. You can't just say, well, you know what? Nope, no, uh, nobody sees what's at home, so I'm just gonna turn it off. No. Some of us, we got the fruit of the Spirit on until it hits 11 o'clock on Friday night. And we're like, woo! It's Friday night, yeah! I'm in bed at Friday night at 11 o'clock. I'm like, no, no, I'm gonna leave that on in my bed. I'm just sleeping but you hit it at Friday night, and it's the fruit of the Spirit. You have the switch off. And it's not you anymore. For some we're good at the fruit of the Spirit until it comes with somebody being mean to us. Oh, you said what? What'd you, what'd you say to me? You Say it to my face. Say it to my face and watch cra- Somebody gets crazy with you and you're like, oh, I'm about to show you crazy. You know, you're like, if you want to get crazy, let's get crazy. They, they attack your kids and you're like, uh-uh. Mm-mm. I ain't going to be lovely to you. I ain't going to be peaceful to you. I'm not going to be kind. I'm going to talk about you and your kid because you talked about my kid. And it's not something we can switch on. This is something... We are. It's something that God has called us to be. There's power in it. And here's the great thing about the fruit of the Spirit is that the fruit of the Spirit doesn't just look good. It is good. And it does good. When I read it, when I think love, I'm like, yes, I'll have some of that. When I read joy, I'll have some of that. When I read peace, please, I read goodness, oh yeah, kindness, self-control, Uh yeah, I guess, patience. But when I read them, that's what I want my life to produce. And it does, I don't want it just to produce, the wonderful thing is, it does. Good. It doesn't just look good from the outside. It's good on the inside. We're in the fruit season, like the mecca of fruit seasons right now, right? And like my favorite fruit stand is 91st in Harvard. It's called Sooner Produce. They have the greatest watermelons and peaches you've ever eaten, and I'm telling the truth. Um, It probably somewhere in the Bible, but um, the thing is, like, we, you ever gotten a, we got one this weekend, we got a watermelon, it looked good, it's like, oh, it's going to be awesome, and you get it home, and it's all mush in the inside, it's like rotted, but it looked good on the outside, and you get on the inside, and you're like, ah, what, what is, this is no good, that is not how the fruit of the Spirit works, the fruit of the Spirit doesn't just look good, it is good, And it does good. It brings benefit to your life. But here's the deal. How how do we do that? How how do we stay fruitful in every part and in every, at all times? How, How do we stay fruitful at all times and in every part of our life? Even when we don't feel like it. Even when we feel like following our, how do we stay fruitful in every part in all times. It's simply this, the way to remain fruitful at all times and in every part is by remaining in Jesus Christ at every moment of every day. The way you remain fruitful at all times and in every part is by by remaining in Jesus Christ at every moment of every day. John chapter 15 verses four through five says this. Remain in me. As I also remain in you. This word remain comes from a Greek word called minnow. And it simply means to abide, to stay, to exist. Remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. You are the extension of me. You are the extension of Christ. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, listen to this promise, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, when I read this text, I'm gonna ask them to keep this up there for a little bit. When I read this text, I always get like stuck on the apart from me, you can do nothing, right? That's just how my brain focuses. I'm like, oh dang, I want to do something. I don't want to do nothing. So let me remain in you because I, I want I want to do something with my life. Nothing's boring. Nothing's like, like, uh, uh-uh. that's not an option for me. But and I, I I get I I read over the promise of what this verse is really saying. It says this, if, 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 if. You remain in me, and I in you. You will bear much fruit. Now, let me tell you what the word much means. You're like, much means a lot. No, 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 no. It comes from a Greek word called polis, and it means this. In the Greek, it means you will bear great fruit. Great fruit. Not just a lot of fruit, but you're going to bear great fruit, and not grape, not like a big orange, great fruit. And can I tell you, that's my desire. That's what I want my life to look like and to live life is that I don't just bring up good kids or a lot of kids. That day's gone. But that I would prayer and I would produce great kids. That I wouldn't just produce a home, but I would produce a great home. That we wouldn't just start a church and there would be a lot of people coming to church, but we would start a great church and it would produce great followers of Jesus Christ. That there would be great things that happen through my life and I think every single one of us is there and the whole whole contingency of this becoming a reality of your life and my life bearing great fruit is this you got to remain you got to remain in there. yesterday I was detailing my truck and in the process of detailing my truck got my shop back out and I get ready to go turn it on and done different things. And I go to turn it on and it's not working. Like I flick it on, I'm like, why isn't this working? And Casey used it last. So what did I start doing? Casey broke my shop back. You know, I'm like, what'd she do? I can't, this is why I can't have nice things. You know, and I'm just, I'm like, I'm like, Casey's going to have to buy me a shop back. It doesn't count for Father's Day because I had one that worked. And I checked the filter. I'm just going through all these things. And I'm just like, why, why aren't you? And I'm flicking it back and on, back and on, back and on, back and on. Like, it should work. And I checked the filter. The filter's clean. It's all good. I'm like, this should be working. And as elementary as it was, I forgot to plug it in. So simple, right? There couldn't, it was never going to work the way it was intended to work if it wasn't plugged into the power source. Man, can I tell you, your life will never work the way the creator intended it to work if you don't remain in him. Man, you can't be his extension. It's not, you can't produce love on your own. This thing, the fruit of the spirit, we're not just called to bear the fruit of the spirit when everything's going good. It's when you're hurting so bad that it hurts to go to sleep and it hurts even worse to wake up the next morning. Even in that moment, man, I can bear love and joy and peace, because it's not about my nature, it's about the Spirit leading me in His nature and producing what only He can produce as I remain in Him. Even in the hard times, even in the difficult times, when I'm dealing with loss, when I'm dealing with discouragement, when I'm dealing with depression, I can still produce, the Spirit of God can produce great things in my life, not because I've done any great thing, but because I've stayed in Him, and as a result, my life bears, produces great things. Can I tell you, Foundation Church, that's what the Lord has for you. That's a spirit-led life that he wants to create and bring amazing things in you and through you. Our key verse for this whole sermon series is found in Acts chapter 17, verse 28. And it says this, For in him we live and move, and exist. That means we have our being. And the question is, is that you? Because we're all gonna produce something. And if you do that, if, (laughs) excuse me, if you remain in him, if you abide in him, the promise is this, the result of his presence within us is love unselfish concern for others joy inner peace patience not the ability to wait but how we act while waiting kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control that's what our life produces as we remain in him let's bow our heads lord we love you we thank you for today and jesus we're here this morning and there's some of us we need help Lord, we need help in this area. As followers of Christ, this is what our life should be producing. It should be producing great fruit, Because Lord, we're not, it's not about our ability to produce it. It's about us being willing to remain in you to exist to abide and you to stay plugged into the power source so that our relationships would work the way you've designed them to work so that our our, our, our kids and our parents would des- work the way you've designed them to work our finances our our work relationship Lord our friendships Lord just life and Lord when we get too busy and we get unplugged from you and unplugged from the power our life doesn't work the way you intended it and you created it to and so, Lord, this morning, as elementary as it is, I pray that we would look inside of our life and our heart <laughs> and we would see, did we, have we remained in you? Have we stayed abiding, existing in you? Do we live and move and have our being in you? Because if we do, the promise is that our life will start producing great things and great fruitfulness. Lord, I pray, be with us. And let us remember to abide and to stay and to exist. It's in Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today and you say, Justin, I'm here. And I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. We want to give you a chance to change that. Maybe you're here today and you say, Justin, where I am isn't where I need to be in my relationship with Christ. And I need to recommit my life to Him. When I get to three, if that's you, either one, all I'm gonna do is ask you to raise your hand right where you are and we're gonna lead you in a prayer that will change your life. One, two, three. Three. Is there anyone here this morning? You say, Justin, that's me. Yeah, there's one hand. Is there anyone else? You join this one person that raised their hand. There's a second hand. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me today, and I want to join these two hands that are lifted. Yeah, I see your hand. There's three hands. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me today, and I want to join these three hands that are lifted because where I'm at isn't where I need to be and you join these three hands that are lifted before we go any further in service you say Justin that's me there's a change that needs to happen in my life before I go any further in my days and in my life before we go any further in service is there anyone else you join these three hands if you raise your hand if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart Jesus I come before you today and I confess that I've sinned and that I've messed up but I ask for your forgiveness God, I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I ask that your grace and love would enter my life. Jesus, I confess you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Can we give these three individuals a huge round of applause? They just made a life change, man. One.